amazed at the following of Connor Bedard. Clearly all across Canada, they're tuned into this kid. I called him for a while, Justin Bieber on skates. I think now he's Elvis. He is a 17-year-old Elvis. And uh, the people got what they paid for. Pats were down 2-0 after one, came back, and Bedard scored the game-tying goal and the game-winning goal. Pats win 4-2, and it all turned out nice again. That's what he does. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> well, how about that? I just spilled coffee down my shirt. Look. Just as the plane has taken off. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. How do you like us so far? We're live on Game Plus Television. Uh, YouTube, of course. WQEE 99.1 FM coming at you. Um, interesting day today. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, on the air and off. Coming up later on in hour one, long time, Toronto Maple Leafs reporter Paul Hendricks going to be with us. Uh, in hour two, Ian Furness from uh, ESPN Sports Radio Seattle. And also Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com. i got to make sure I got that right because I always screw up Ian Furness's call letters. And he's only been my friend since 1993. That's all. Uh, let's bring in the moose right now. Darren Moose Dupont is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. You're, you're laughing already. Can you see the coffee on my shirt? Can you see it? You know what? Barely. Barely. So take pride in that. But yeah, I can, I can see it a little bit. And uh, okay. white shirt. Hey, white shirt. Smart. You're wearing one too. And now I it know. just started. The, 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 the storm's rolling in. And why this is going to be fun is I am headed down to Coral Springs, Florida, right after the show for the Latin America Hockey Tournament, Venezuela, Trinidad. What did you say? Trinidad, Tobago, Mexico. Okay, yeah. 21 countries. My friends are there from the Hockey Hall of Fame. They're watching right now. Craig Campbell's waiting. Bill Pritchard's there. They brought the trophies down from Toronto, uh, and they're playing in the Panthers Ice Den. So I, there's a mariachi band there right now. As we've seen. So it's pretty exciting times. That's what I got going on today. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, please and thank you. Um, I don't know why it feels like I'm still dripping because I don't think that I am. But <clears throat> number one, here's one. This really caught my eye and a lot of people. Calgary Flames defenseman Mackenzie Weger coming out at the golf tournament yesterday and saying that we're a better team than the, than the Florida Panthers, the team of which he just came from. Can you hear that thunder rolling, by the way? Can you hear it? Yeah, it feels like it's in my place, okay? That's okay, so is. just be careful. If I run for cover, get knocked off the air, you can pick up the baton to any of these topics and run with them. So let's say it again. Mackenzie Weger, this is our number one topic. And for me, it's top of mind because we do our shows between Calgary and Florida and sometimes Saskatchewan. Mackenzie Weger traded from the Florida Panthers. He's not even the biggest name in the deal, of course. He went with Jonathan Huberdeau to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk, who came here to Florida, who incidentally threw out the first pitch at the Marlins game the other night, Matthew Kachuk. So they're embracing him here. Mackenzie Weger comes out and says, we're a better team, the Flames, than the Florida Panthers, the team for which he skated just a few months ago in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Listen, I want your take on that. We, before we move on to all the other things, which are football things and baseball things and what have you, um, I looked what the Panther fans were saying online about this, talked to a few Panthers fans, and the, the, re the reaction is predictable. Darren, it's probably exactly what I would say. He doesn't play for us anymore. Who cares what he has to say? They got into his playoff stats and being a no-show in the Stanley Cup playoffs as the Panthers were swept by the light. Of course, they're going to do that. Fans do that. 
But I, I don't really even see that. I didn't see the context of the way he said it because that quote has just been highlighted. I don't know if you're watching TSN Sports Center or not. Did they play the whole clip as to why he said the Calgary Flames are better than the Florida Panthers? What's the context of this? Yeah, I know. And, and we're going to need a little bit more context here. But, you know, on the one hand, he's supposed to say this. This is the right thing to say. Yeah. He's on this team now. But, I mean, just because you're on a team that's doing really well doesn't mean you have to take a dig at your old team. You can say, I'm on a really good team that has a great chance for a Stanley Cup, but I've never felt closer to being able to win without throwing shade at the team you just left. But it's fun. You know, you're going to build up a little bit of a rivalry. I know you were down in Florida when the um, when the Calgary Flames came through South Florida. You were there, you know, and we followed that that matchup and, and whatnot. And, you know, it maybe it builds into a little uh, cross-continent rivalry. But uh, I think Rock. it's fun. And yeah. you want a guy who's kind of buying into the Flames. You want him on your team. <laughs> Are you here on the garbage truck back here? I like, thought that was more thunder. No, it was the garbage. Whatever. So I've called an audible here. I've called an audible. Our, we had, in our morning meeting, we came out of it with an NFL poll question that had to do with tonight's Thursday night game. But I'm calling an audible and I'm changing it because our analytics tell us that the majority of our viewers are hockey fans. The majority of our viewers are Canadian Hence, hockey fans. So I'm changing the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. They've got dealerships all across the prairies and the state of California. It is, who's better, Flames or Panthers? And I don't know if the guys put it up on YouTube or not. I know I don't think it went up yesterday, but I do have it on Twitter. And 60% of respondents so far are saying that Calgary Flames are a better team than the Florida Panthers. So my guess on this, Darren, is that any fan of a team that's not the flame, because you know Oilers fans, Canucks fans, Golden Knights fans, they're banging Panthers, 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 right? Because they hate the flames so much. But I think yeah. sitting here today, um, I was thinking about this. Were you with me? No, you weren't. I was having lunch one day. Watch your toes, because I'm going to drop some names here. I was having lunch one day. I swear on my mother's grave with Eddie Belfour, Bernie Perrant, Martin Brodeur, Grant Fear, the four of us, and a few others in Saskatoon. And Bernie Perrant leaned. You weren't with me. Were you with me? Were you no, with me? No, I wasn't. I apologize. If you, uh, Bernie leaned across the table and, and, and his way, like he's in his 70s, late 70s, but he's got the spirit. He's just like our guy, Joe Watson. He's got the spirit of a teenager. And he leans across the table. He goes, you know who's going to win the Stanley Cup this spring? And I said, I, no, I don't. He goes, the best team. The team that plays the best. The best team that plays as a team. I'll never, ever, ever forget that. It seems very elementary, doesn't it? But everybody's sitting there talking about Mackenzie Wiegers coming off a career high in points and goals. That doesn't matter. How's he going to defend when you're facing elimination? How's he going to play in his own zone? It's not about points at that time. So to sit here, it's nice to talk in mid-September about who's better, the Calgary Flames or the Florida Panthers, but we don't know the answer to that question. Nobody knows except for the hockey gods, and the ultimate god upstairs knows, and Bernie Perron, who incidentally lives here in Boca Raton. Here's who will win the best, the Stanley Cup, the best team. There's no answer to that, is there, Darren, right now? No, okay. there's not. 
you know, we can look at it and say Calgary is better because they improved so much. And how much did Florida really improve or did they? We can go back and forth X's and O's, but we have no idea. And you met Kenzie Weger. He's never had to defend Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid in a playoff series. It's probably going to have to if they're going to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Allie is watching from Texarkana, Texas. She says, Panthers all day. Morning, Rod and Moose. Um, Monty says the Flames have a cup. Monty in Saskatoon says the Flames have a cup. And while that part may be true, the Panthers have only been around since 1993. That's me defending my Florida Panthers. And I voted for the Panthers in the poll, by the way. Uh, Although, as I've gone to great lengths to say, there is no definitive answer to that question today. Anyways, that's a lot of time on point one. But again, when you can talk hockey and bridge Florida and Calgary and Canada and the States, I'm going to bang it all day. Bang that drum. Now, moving on to point two. You're going to hear some thunder right away. Are you seeing the lightning going off over my show? Are you seeing it? Okay. On cue. Number two, that's why people love this show. As my brother says, anything can happen at any time. You never know. (laughs) Point two, which NFL week one result was an anomaly and which was a trend? And we had to deliberate this morning what anomaly means and how to spell it. So we (laughs) we changed it to (laughs) trends on our post previewing the show. Um, here's what anomaly is obviously an aberration, if that means anything. A mirage. You see it, but it's not real. Um, and for me, that's the Kansas City Chiefs spanking the Arizona Cardinals 44 21. And my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat will enjoy that. I think appreciate that comment because she's a Cardinals fan. And for a time, Cardinals were in my top three teams. I'm not sure they are anymore by spending a lot of time in Arizona. Chiefs are great. They've won the AFC West six consecutive years, okay? Patrick Mahomes has MVP credentials, Super Bowl to his credit. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are measuring themselves, they shouldn't be, to the Kansas City Chiefs. That, to me, is an aberration. What's not is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Dallas Cowboys 19-3. Because as everybody that's watched the game, which, by the way, was the second-highest-viewed game in Canada last week. I don't know what it was in America. Tampa Bay is what we thought they were, and Dallas is what we thought they were. Junk. And the season's over. Uh, don't mind me. A lizard just ran across my um, <laughs> For you, what games, an anomaly, and what game is a trend, i.e., this is the way it is? Yeah, I think, for one half anyways, the Tennessee-New York Giants game is a trend. I'm going to say it's a trend, not an anomaly. And that's me talking about the Giants. I think the Giants are on the map. I think they're on their way up. Do I think they're going to be in the playoffs? I don't know. I think they'll challenge in that division. I really do. And they'll be close. But this is a team on the rise, a team getting better. I like the Giants a lot right now. So for me, that would be the one trend when you know people might have written them off before the game. Everybody just needs to have a little patience. Here's today's life lesson. The biggest lesson, the biggest virtue you'll learn in life, not just you, Darren, or me, but everybody, is patience. Some are doing better with it than others. Um, Kevin, my friend Kevin, the medium, is watching in uh, North Calgary. How about that? 
He says, good morning, RP and gang. Massive game Saturday. I'm going with my Lions by a field goal. Take it to the bank. The psychic is saying, pick the BC Lions. <laughs> I'm just leaving that there. Jenna in Southern California, whom I appreciate Jenna so much because she shows up early before every show and stays the whole time, and she doesn't push us on, on things that other people do. So I appreciate Jenna, and she says, the Cleveland Browns are bringing back the elf. I think it looks cute. I'm afraid uh, I have n- <laughs> some mean things just popped into my mind, and I'm not going to repeat. The Cleveland Browns are bringing back the elf. She says, I think it looks cute. I don't know what that means. I'm moving on. Uh, and Tacona Pauli says, can you hurry up and get through the points? Some of us have to leave early. Here's <laughs> oh, what I would- no. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, eh? <laughs> then leave! First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan. With freshly made food and high-quality ingredients, Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. I can't wait to get some in my belly. Point three is Canadian Football League deal or no deal for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. And these are the games. There are only three in the Canadian Football League. And this is what we do every week. I give you the betting lines from Bet Regal. They have their own team setting the odds in all games. They're not like a lot of these other betting companies that just pay for a service. No, they have their own team of odds makers. So I'm going to put these to you, Darren. You tell me if you're taking the bet or not. Friday night, the Edmonton Elk. Fear the deer. At the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Riders favored by 7.5. Deal or no deal? That's a good line because it's making me think long and hard. Um, I'm going to take the deal. Riders are in need yeah. of a slump buster. I'm going to take the deal. Cody's a new father. He's going to start. He's going to be motivated. Distractions are kind of going away. Hopefully, um, I'll take it. Spoken like a man who has no children. Cody Fajardo, who has not <laughs> slept all week, is favored by 7.5. I'll take the bet, too. Saturday doubleheader, the Hall of Fame game, part de. That's French for two. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Winnipeg favored by eight at the Hammer. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. Double-digit win. That was easy. Yeah. And Kevin's BC Lion at the Calgary Stampeders in a game voted Canada's Game of the Week by the smartest viewers in sports, viewers of the RP show. The BC Lions at the Calgary Stampeders and the Stampeders are favored by six and a half. I know where I stand on this. Stampeders favored by six and a half at home. Deal or no deal? No deal. I know better than to go against the psychic. I know better. I'm going no deal. He called the upset. He called the upset on Monday night, the Seattle Seahawks over the Denver Broncos. Kevin, the medium, did. You better be careful, Kevin, because I feel like you're wandering into some deep water I'm not sure you want to be in. Because we're going to start relying on you for picks. Just, just, just putting that out there. We may have a new Swami. <laughs> uh, on the way, Chicago Blackhawks season preview. Uh, what the Blue Jays are doing and the Braves. The Connor Bedard debate's not going away. And a look ahead to weekend football, Canada West, college football, NFL, CFL. A lot of fun. We'll be right back. It's the Rod Peterson Show on the Game Plus Television Network. 
YouTube Live. Of course, we're streaming 24-7 sports radio at rodpeterson.com. And we're on the air, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three is the number to text us in the studio. Nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. Um, that's <laughs> if we can bring the moose back in. Um, yeah, here comes the rain. Now the rain's coming. So here we go. I guess I should have looked at the forecast, moose. People, for whatever reason, want us to talk about Brett Favre. Uh, are you familiar with the Brett Favre story? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's not a good story. Um, the state of Mississippi, if you, go, if you go back and look at this whole story, the government of Mississippi, the state government, has been, char- has been found guilty of misappropriating funds welfare funds, which we all know what those are, disseminated to the less fortunate in a variety of bad areas. And this has included Brett Favre, who had a private deal going with state officials. What, what do you want me to say? It's like, it's like, didn't Tom Brady get in trouble here for having a football camp in Florida funded by a charity or something like that? What do you, what do you want? Brett Favre thought he was going to get away with something. Just so you know, this ain't the first time Brett Favre thought he was going to get away with something. And he got caught. And now he's in a lot of trouble. So I don't know what you want me to say. Do you want me to stand beside Brett Favre? Because I'm not. I think I said this a week or two ago. In life, you're going to be presented with tough times. And you'd better learn your lesson in those tough times. Because if you don't learn your lesson, you're going to continue to get kicked in the balls until you learn the lesson. Brett Favre hasn't learned his lesson. How about that, Darren? How about that? Yeah, How about yeah that's that? pretty much it. It's pretty much it, you know, and when you're a big deal and you have a name like Brett Favre and you've had success in the Hall of Famer and all the rest, Mm. you're going to have attention. People are going to watch your activity a little closer. It's a little tougher to get away with things. So you're going to have to live a little bit of a cleaner life, Brett. Like, yeah. There you go. We covered it. There you go, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Brett laid it as pretty simple um, bed. It is. By the way, you asked for this. Roger Federer has announced 
as of today that he is retiring from professional tennis at the age of 41 after winning 20 Grand Slam titles. Federer has not competed since Wimbledon in July 2021. He has had a series of knee operations. Federer posted his news on Twitter. He says his farewell event will be the Laver Cup in London next week. You wanted to observe 30 seconds on uh, Roger Federer. Go. Yeah, it'll be must-watch TV next week to watch, you know, Roger's final time on the court professionally. Um, Won't be the best of all time, probably. He hasn't won the most Grand Slams because he's been hurt, but probably the most loved tennis player, the most impactful tennis player of all time, a guy who's just, you know, was so charismatic, great with the fans, good with charities, and just so great to watch on the court. But man, we grew up in the best era of tennis with him and Djokovic and Nadal. We got the tail end. I got the tail end of Sampras and Agassi. It's been awesome, but these guys now are starting to call it quits, and what a career. Nice soliloquy. Um, by the way, I kind of like yesterday what we did where I said it was like the teacher that showed up and just admitted to the class, I didn't prepare a lesson today. Let's just have a show and tell day. You know, or, you know, bugs day. Get a, get a stuff off your chest today. Let's just have a talk. That's kind of what we did yesterday. It was so much fun. We covered so much ground. You know, we spent yeah. a lot of time talking about Tom Brady and Giselle. We talked about old country songs. And... I'll be honest with you, I've been listening to WQEE, and I would invite anybody to do that. It's a good radio station, and I've been listening to our show. They've just been replaying old shows. And the guy that runs our, that station, I refer to it as we now because it is we. We're on the team. Ryan O'Radio. His real name's Ryan O'Neill. He goes by Ryan O'Radio. He's my spirit animal of the state of Georgia. He just loves radio. And he just throws on old shows. This, for you old-timers, I'm not going to name you that are watching, but you know who you are. It reminds me of the old hockey night in Canada where they used to, in the 50s, they used to tape the games, ship them to Western Canada, and they would air on television a week later. Like Bill Hickey would come home from winning the Stanley Cup <laughs> with the Montreal Canadiens in the early 60s. Nobody would know that he won the Stanley Cup. He'd be home for a week, and then they'd start patting him on the back. Hey, Billy, you won the Stanley Cup you saw last night. Bill's like, oh, it was two weeks. That's us <laughs> on Atlanta radio or Stampede Wrestling, how it got so popular in 152 countries around the world because it was shipped and all to all those. It wasn't live. Didn't matter. People loved it. Yeah. And I'm getting way off course here, but that's okay. I was reading a story on the Atlanta Falcons because they blew a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter last week. You talk about what's an anomaly and what's a trend. I would suggest yeah. that's a trend. And their coach, Arthur Smith, is already snapping on the media. He's already doing it. It's week two. Yeah. Right? And he's, for, he's pretty much forbidden the media, from what I understand, or anybody at the facility with the Atlanta Falcons, to bring up the past. Like, for instance, when they blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history in 20, uh, 2016, to the Patriots, 28 to 3. He wasn't there. I think the coach was Dan Quinn, right? Arthur Smith's like, what's that got to do with me? It's like those bomber fans. They were so they were mad at the Kyle Walters, Michael Shame, uh, Michael Shea regime for the sins of the prior regimes. It wasn't them. Do you think Arthur Smith is right, the current coach of the Falcons, to say, stop bringing up the past because that's not us anymore? What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. He also needs to understand that's going to be brought up because that's attached to the franchise. 
But this is a new era. He's trying to shed that and, and create a new identity for the Atlanta Falcons, his identity. But you have to understand, this is going to come along with it, right? You know, if Bill Belichick retires and a new coach comes in, the new coach is going to get compared to Bill. And the quarterback gets compared to Tom Brady. Mac Jones gets compared to Tom Brady all the time, right? That's just part of the territory. You have to understand what you're part of and find a way to slowly adapt. So Arthur Smith, he needs to learn a little patience, right? Lesson of the day. And he needs to learn a little bit of that tough skin. But it is, you know, um, what he wants to do. Forget about that. We're not that team. That wasn't us. I can't tell you what happened. All I can tell you is what we're doing moving forward. Yeah. Right, you can see where he's coming from, but I can see where the fans are coming from. Um, Allie in Texarkana, this is good. She's like, um, she's coming with some good stuff today. For one, she's laughing what a couple of squirrels we are here, which I think we're all squirrels. And I watch these, everybody involved in this conversation, you, me, our tech crew, the viewers, we're all squirrels. Who cares? Um, I watch these American shows. They're no different than ours. We're just talking about different things than them which I should move on because they're not talking about the Falcons. But Ali says they are talking about the Falcons. We shouldn't be. We should be talking about the NHL. That's why people are here today and the CFL. But Ali says it's hard to be a Falcons fan. What I would say to Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Smith, and nobody's really got the cojones to do it, but stand up on the news conference and say, why don't you rewrite history and then we'll stop bringing it up. And until you do, we're going to keep bringing it up. Which, by the way... Back into story time, I was thinking about Corey Chamberlain getting hired the other day by the XFL San Antonio franchise. Corey Chamberlain was our head coach in 2014. Some of our viewers will appreciate this, and I know you will. I just remember one day, our, once Corey Chamberlain with us won the championship, and then he proceeded to lose his mind. It really seemed like he'd lost his mind. We're good now. I think Corey would even admit something happened to him. But I remember him just changing the practice plan one day. We were over at Libel Field, not the main Mosaic Stadium or Taylor Field for practice. And he changed the practice and went long and it screwed up my whole day. I think I had to pick up my daughter from school and I had to do my talk show and blah, blah, blah. And they, they just expected this pro football. It's like, we're going to change our mind and you're going to deal with it and you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, there's the door. And I stood there with shame and I'm like, can you make up your mind? Starting to realize now why I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Anyways, um, moving on. Back on track, if there was one. Chicago Blackhawks, we're going to look at them today. Uh, in a way, I'm annoyed. Three keys for the Chicago Blackhawks. This came from NHL.com overnight. I read it this morning. Center Jonathan Taves and forward Patrick Kane remain the lone Blackhawks left from the team that won three Stanley Cups in 2010, 2013, and 2015. And the Blackhawks will need them to help a young group find their footing. That's the first key. Their contracts are up after this year, both of them. Number two, Luke Richardson, rookie head coach. He has his work cut out for him, rebuilding Chicago as he embarks on his first NHL coaching job. And number three, Peter Mrazek in goal. He's coming off his toughest season ever when a groin injury cost him all but 20 games. He had an 888 save percentage, so even when he played, he wasn't very good. Uh, Alex Stalock was the backup there. He played uh, only one game in the NHL last season with the Sharks, so he's the backup. It doesn't look good for the Chicago Blackhawks, but my point to you is, with fake news, why did I read all summer, and I spent two months in Alberta, and hear that Patrick Kane, going to the Oilers, he's going to the Leafs. 
Now, here we are with rookie camps opening today across the National Hockey League, and Patrick Kane is still a Chicago Blackhawk. You see why I get tired and just want to put on earmuffs and not listen to the bunk? He's still he's going he's with Chicago. Looks like, do you think he finishes the season there? Probably will go until the trade deadline, right? Yeah, I don't think he finishes the season. Him or Jonathan Taves. You know, and Taves has, has said he doesn't want to be part of, the re- of a rebuild. You know, these guys are getting towards the end of their careers. They aren't, you know, probably tier one players anymore, but they're still very good and they can contribute and they want to win. You know, they don't want to sit here and just build for the next group. They want to win. So the Blackhawks have to find the right deal. I mean, their contracts are, are going to be tough to move, but I guarantee you why well, there is no guarantees, but there's a better than good chance. They're likely going to walk after this year anyways. So the Blackhawks should do whatever they can to get some assets back, continue to this rebuild. And that'll be the biggest storyline around Chicago this year will be, are they, you know, are they in a position to potentially get Bedard at the bottom? And what are they going to do with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane? Uh, yeah. Um, yes, uh, Mr. Wirtz, we don't want to be part of a rebuild. So can you do something about that? <laughs> There's the door, boys. There's the door. And take your three Stanley Cup rings with you. Bye-bye. First, the word from our sponsor. Dark Horse Bets is Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings you the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Download today for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Point five, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit his 28th home run and 100th of his career, along with two RBIs, as the Toronto Blue Jays took a 5-1 win over the Tampa Bay Rays at Rogers Center. He's the youngest Blue Jay to do it at age 23. I think we all know that. Great snag out in the outfield. I saw that down the left field line in foul territory. I don't know if you saw that. The kid reached out, made the catch, and then gave the ball to the little kid. Very nice move there. I was watching. Uh, In San Francisco, Austin wins, drove in three runs. Carlos Rodon struck out eight in five dominant innings before uh, before he left with a blister. The Giants beat Atlanta 4-1 to win the series. We're kind of running out of time here. We have to bring you back uh, in hour two at some point although I could do it with your buddy Dunk, a football look ahead, Canada West, and tonight's Thursday night are Chiefs and, Char- uh, Chiefs and Chargers. But the other thing is the Connor Bedard, deba- uh, Connor Bedard debate. Say that three times fast. Easy for me to say. For anybody that says, for anybody that says the Regina Pats shouldn't trade Connor Bedard, the next McDavid, the next Crosby, you just don't know what you're talking about. From what I understand, my tweet last night stirred up a lot in the Queen City. The owner of the Pats, from what we're told, doesn't want to trade Connor Bedard. I think the hockey people underneath him would like to trade Connor Bedard because that's what you do. If you're a career junior hockey person, you know that. If you're not in contention to win at all, you sell off at the deadline and you've got the best piece. And people are saying, well, go a couple. People that I thought knew junior hockey are saying, well, you could go a couple rounds with this guy. Why not make great memories and sell jerseys and sell tickets and keep them? You can still do that until January 10th. You had him for two years already to sell jerseys and tickets. You didn't really do that. There's no place for not trading Connor Bedard, Darren. Deal or no deal. Yeah, no, I think you, you probably need to move him if you want your, your group to be able to if you want your group to be able to contend for Memorial Cup and win something, you need to load up as much as you can. And this is an opportunity to trade the best junior player on the planet that nobody really has this chance to do. Nobody does. So either you have to really 
sell off everything and get enough pieces around him to contend, or you or you should get rid of him. The only reason to keep him, like you said, jerseys and ticket sales, that's not happening. The only other thing I'd be doing is sending him around town, getting as many photos, as many autographs, as many things around, so you can capitalize on having Connor Bedard, the Regina Pats alumni, forever. But you'll always have him as an alumni. Yeah. You you got to move. Yeah. One of our viewers, uh, Oleg, and I don't know why he's asking this at Winnipeg. He says, I have a question. Does history underrate Mike Medano's career? No. Why? He won a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 1999. He's the all-time highest-scoring American ever. Brett Holt doesn't count. History remembers Mike Medano just fine. Why he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, I have no idea. Not right, but he should be. Paul Hendrick joins us next. Moose, we'll see you next hour. Later. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. You can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we're on the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. A reminder to vote on our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's better, Florida Panthers or Calgary Flames? Mackenzie Weger, who went from Florida to Calgary this summer in the huge Kachuk Huberto deal, says the Flames are better. Last I looked, 62% of you saying, indeed, the Calgary Flames. Correct answer is we don't know for sure yet. Um, we're going to Seattle now to chat with a good friend of mine, a man uh, that is very talented. If you look at his Twitter bio, Sports Radio KJR, Fox 13 Seattle, calls WHL games, covers all the teams out there. Hey, Ian, good to see you, man. Uh, looks like you had a good time at Lumen Field this week covering the Monday Nighter. Have things settled down yet with the way that thing ended and the Seahawks' big 17-16 victory over Russell and the Broncos? Uh, yeah, hey, Rod, good to see you. I, I, I think they have. Finally, we can kind of push uh, the Russell Wilson storyline to the back burner for a while. I mean, it's been a wild six, seven months since the trade. And then when the schedule came out a couple months after the trade and then, hey, lo and behold, the Seahawks are playing the Denver Broncos on Monday night football in the opener. Uh, it's been much anticipated. It was a wild night, an emotional night. But now, you know, I think the team kind of focus in on the final 16 and what is, you know, they'll never call it a rebuild, but it's kind of along the lines, you know, you were talking about what what Regina Pats have to do with Connor Bedard. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to restructure if nothing else. And the Seahawks are kind of in that mode right now. But yeah, finally, Russell is gone. He can move on for the rest of his season, and the Seahawks and their fans can move on as well. You know, it's funny uh, you bring up the Bedard thing. A lot of our viewers, obviously in Western Canada, but also Pacific Northwest, say you better not sacrifice your junior hockey talk even though you're in <laughs> South Florida. And trust me, I won't, and Ian can answer those questions. So we will get to that. But can you just once and for all, for our sake, your listeners know the answer. Ours don't. Why was Russell booed to the degree that he was? I know everybody wasn't the other night, but it was certainly audible over our television set. So that, that, that to me, was kind of sad. Well, I, I think you have to understand the dynamics of what happened for his departure. And, and you know, it's, it is hard because I think if you're not in Seattle and you're not in it every day, it's, it's you know, like anything else, we're trying to make a, uh, figure out what's going on in someone else's market. Russell Wilson orchestrated a trade. He wanted out of Seattle. Um, really kind of the split started to happen in, in 2020. Uh, during the COVID year of the NFL with no fans, but it was a, a great start for the Seahawks. They went 5-0 and to start the season. 
Russell was, quote, cooking is, you know, the, the phrase goes, let Russ cook. Uh, he was playing really well. The offense was, was moving along. And they went to ball, Buffalo. They started a three-game stretch in which he had 10 turnovers in three games. Uh, interceptions and fumbles, mind you, as well. Held onto the ball too long, made some poor decisions along the way. Pete Carroll is, uh, like every no coach in the NFL, or probably the CFL either, wants to have turnovers. But Pete Carroll is such a field position, defensive-minded coach. It's the one thing that drives him nuts. Russ turned the ball over. They scaled back the offense a little bit, not to the extent that people have talked about. If you look at the analytics, they still did a lot of the same things they've been doing. But, you know, basically, you know, Pete jumped on Russ and said, hey, we can't do this anymore. And it kind of started a, a little bit of a, a spiral down as far as Russ and the team was concerned. He uh, complained, of course, uh, after the Super Bowl, the, the famous shot of him sitting with the commissioner, uh, watching Tom Brady win yet another title. It looked like he was sucking a lemon. He was the Walter Payton Award winner that year as the man of the year. For his community work, and he just looked just just upset. Uh, made the comment on a national t- uh, radio show in, in the states that you know he was tired of being hit. Well, if you, again, if you look at the numbers, a lot of those hits and a lot of those sacks Russell took on himself. He held the ball too long, but really at that point the relationship had soured. He was due for a huge contract. He wasn't going to play the final year of his contract, which is actually next year here in Seattle, unless he got an extension. They weren't going to invest that kind of money in him. They saw a little bit of a decline in, in his play. And so thus we were at where we were last year where he was going to move. He had a no-trade clause. I think there was nine players in the NFL, Rod, that had no-trade clauses. He was one of them. He wanted out of Seattle. He or pushed his way out of Seattle. There's a lot of other dynamics involved. How he treated people inside the facility. How he treated people on the staff. His, his relationship, obviously, with Sierra, the pop star. He became a diva quarterback. He became too much to handle. And I think Seahawks fans, we're still kind of a blue-collar town, despite Microsoft and Amazon. We're still a port city. We're still a Boeing city. People didn't buy into it, man. And and uh, at the end of the day, Russ wasn't the Russell Wilson from 2012 to 2017. He was a new guy, wanted out, told Seattle I want out, and that's why he got booed. I appreciate uh, the explanation. I knew none of that. Now to hockey. Do we expect more out of the Seattle Kraken? I, I was here when they beat the Panthers and denied them an NHL record home winning streak to start a season. So I know they can be good, but after that, they weren't very good. Can, are they going to be better? Uh, yeah, I, I, they'll be better, but I don't think it matters in the division they're in and even in the conference they're in. I mean, they, they'll be a better team. They'll be more competitive. They should score more, you would think. Uh, you know, they'll get a couple of guys back, whether it's, you know, I'm certainly adding the players they did in the offseason will help them offensively. Uh, Grubauer can't be as bad as he was last season. I mean, he he just it really that they built a team around him. You know, I think that was a hard thing, Rod. I mean, you've seen that over the years. You you think you can depend on your goaltending. It's the one thing you depend on, and he's going to keep you in every game. He didn't keep them in every game. Drieger got hurt uh, often before his ACL in the World Championships. He was hurt, never consistently was a, a good number two. Um, and then, you know, they couldn't score. Well, now they play, again, where they play and who they play. I mean, you start kind of doing the math. Calgary, we thought was going to take a step back, didn't take a step back. Edmonton's still there. Oh, the defending Stanley Cup champions are there as well. Uh, Vancouver's probably improved. LA's on the rise. You know, Dallas has elite goaltending and can win every night. It's just, it's, you know, I just don't know if they have enough. I think they're going to be more, they'll, they'll be more fun to watch, maybe. You know, they won't be just playing these two to one games and slowing things down, but I just don't think they're good enough to get to that next level just yet this year. And we talked about this before, Rod. They were building this thing for the long haul anyway. They were not in the Vegas mode of win right now. They made no bones about that. They accumulated draft picks. Listen, getting Shane Wright was a nice bonus. 
It looks like they've got their number one and two centers or one and one A centers for the years to come with Beneers and, and Shane Wright. That's a good place to start. I think we'd all agree, but they still have some work to do hmm. with that roster. I talked to Jordan Eberle at a golf tournament this summer in Calgary, and he loved his first season in Seattle. Loves the city. It's a wonderful yep. city, as we know, and uh, he really enjoyed it. So that's positive. And my last one is the WHL, uh, near and dear to yep. both of our hearts. Uh, is yep. it a dumb question to ask who will be better, Seattle or Everett? Because Seattle always seems to be good. Well, Seattle's loaded. I mean, they're, they're, they're flat out loaded. Uh, they... And Everett's always good, too. I mean, those two teams have been... And then you throw in the Portland Winterhawks. I mean, those three teams have just been, you know, running roughshod over Spokane and Tri-Cities in the U.S. division for a while. I don't think that's going to change this year. Uh, with Kamloops being the host city, there's... Well, I, I was really interested to hear your last segment about Bedard because, you know, where he goes is just a... He has to go, right? I think we all agree he's, he's got to get mm. traded by Regina. But where he goes, like, where, where does he go? Seattle thinks that they have an MC contender. You know, I mean, they lose to Edmonton in the finals. I actually filled in and did that last game where they lost. They got shut out, but they are, they are a really good hockey team, depending on who they get back for their 20s. Um, you know, who those three guys end up being, they could be, I, I think they're an, a, a Memorial Cup contender. I think they're a WHL contender. You know, Edmonton's going to take a massive step back. They lose everybody. But I think with Seattle, you know, I don't know if they're in the Bedard sweepstakes. Somebody will be, and you know, maybe it's Kamloops, right? Maybe it's the host team. I, I was in Seattle back. Uh, I f was just kind of dipping my toes in the WHL waters, just starting back. Probably ran into you the next year or two after when when you were in Regina. Yeah. I, I started in '92 uh, in the Memorial Cup year in Seattle when uh, Peter Anholt was uh, the coach and GM, and they made all the moves. The Kimby Daniels, Chris Osgood trades. I mean, all those things. Is Kamloops going to have to do that this year? Sell the farm to, to try to win it all? It's going to be a fun, intriguing year in the WHL. There's no doubt about that. But I, Seattle is a really, really good roster. That you know, the Connor Roulette trade tells you they're trying to win right now to this year as well. A fantastic Seattle sports update, Ian. Thanks for this. Have a great show today, man. Keep in touch. Keep it up. Thanks, Rod. Ian Furness from KJR Sports Radio in Seattle. Sports update and viewer takeover next on the way in hour two. Justin Dunk and Paul Hendrick from the Leaf. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, available all across Oregon in the state of Washington on TDS Cable. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Nine zero two five one eight thirty three. That's the number to reach us in the studio. Nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. Love to hear from y'all, and um, it is viewer takeover time. I'm going to get into a sports update here as well, but from some of our viewers, Randy from the Peg writes in. He says, "Great guest, RP crew. Good interview. Enjoyed the WHL talk. And so do I, man. Thank you for saying." Um, Wayne in British Columbia says that was very much a Seattle perspective for me. And he made Russell Wilson look like a jerk to the fans. <laughs> yeah. Ted in Red Deer says RP show gets the best guys and gals for the update. Yes, we do. I mean, Ian and I, I'll say it again. This is very good because I know people, any idiot can come on the air and just read scores and stuff. It's the stories people like. So here's one. Ian, very sharp guy. We're about the same age, but he forgets 
that my first team in the dub was the Prince Albert Raiders. So I met him in 93. My first year was 93. He said his was 92. So the Seattle Thunderbirds were in the Prince Albert Communiplex, and we just got to know each other. And Ian and I, yeah, with some people, he just clicked immediately. Ian and I clicked. So we're walking around the concourse in the Communiplex. You people from up there will know it. And Ian stops. He's like, ah. He's looking on the wall. He's like, Dave Manson, Ken Baumgartner, Mike Medano, Terry Simpson. I'm like, yeah, what about? He's like, this is this is a hockey mecca, man. I'm like, it is? PA. <laughs> Me being born and raised Saskatchewanian. My dad having worked for the team when I was 12 and 13 years old. I'm like, it's PA. Ian's from Seattle where hockey is not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'll never forget that walk. Through. And I'm like, yeah, this is a special place. I just never really stopped to think about it. And then Ian went on to be the voice of Tri-City. I went on to be the voice of the Pats and blah, blah, blah. Away we go and do our own thing. But we still love the dub. And we've kept in touch. And it's good to have friends like that, right? Um, sports update. Kevin Gosman gets the start as the Toronto Blue Jays finish off a five-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays at Rogers Center. It's a 307 Eastern first pitch. Toronto down the race 5-1 for their third win of the series on Wednesday night. Ace lefty Shane McClanahan starts for Tampa. Six Canadians are part of the field of the PGA's Fortinet Championship, which tees off today in California's Napa Valley. Adam Svensson, Nick Taylor, Corey Connors, Taylor Pendrith, Michael Gligic, and Mackenzie Hughes will all tee off this afternoon in Napa. The first round of the LPGA's Portland Classic kicked off today with three Canadians taking part. Smith Falls, Ontario's Brooke Henderson headlines the group that also includes Hamilton's Elena Sharp and London, Ontario's Maddie Zurich. This sports update is for Edo Japan with freshly made food and high-quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. Justin Dunk next hour, so for whatever you want to talk about CFL ways, get uh, CFL-wise. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Get the questions out now. 902-518-3033. Well, this is interesting. Uh, well, Darren Workman, I forgot about this. Darren writes and he says, We miss Ian in Salt Lake City. He was the voice of the Utah Grizzlies for a time. I think I forgot about that. How about that? Jack in Vulcan, Alberta. The RP show just keeps getting better and better. This past 10 months has been top shelf. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate you. I'll see you next month. Robin in Prince Albert says, Hey, Rod, I'd love for you to come back for a game this year at the AHC. Communiplex is the Art Hauser Center, they call it now. I'd probably get back there for a game. Nothing planned as yet. Dunk next hour and Paul Hendricks. Stick around, everybody. Be right back after this pause. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.